Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. Today, we have a very exciting guest, and I say exciting because I've never actually met met our guest, but I have heard about her for a long time, read about her, and we're finally um, connecting in real life, so it's very exciting. So let's have a big Tech Cat hand for Joanne Popper, who's a media and tech executive, an advisor, a producer, and many other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Joanna Popper! Yay! Hi, Joanna. <laughs> the studio that was a great has intro. gone mad. Great welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, so I have, I have. I might, I, I might actually just be an avatar, given the fact that you know, I've heard about me, and met me before. So, who's to say? Who knows? Who really knows? Maybe I'm an AI. Maybe I'm an avatar. Maybe I'm. That's not. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, the studio audience always goes wild here, but. Um, I wanted to. I'm, I'm glad that we're getting a chance to to uh, you know formally um, get to talk to each other because again our worlds have sort of circled around each other for a while. And when you um, meet another um, woman in tech, you know I always hold on tight to them. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background because you're sitting at the center of the swirl of tech and brands and content. So I'd love to hear sort of you know what your world is all about. Sure. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to meet you and admired your work for a long time as well. So really happy to be here and, and love what you're up to. Um, so I have, yeah, as you said, been in the intersection of, of, these, of these great worlds of media and content and brands and technology for a bit now. Um, I actually, interestingly, start, started my career in Wall Street um, way back when, um, and from there moved on to strategy consulting and then realized that what I liked best in strategy was marketing and then um, you know, ended up being lucky enough to have a, a, mar- a great marketing job at NBC Universal, and I was there for actually a decade um, and leading marketing for one of the great NBC Universal brands um, and got, you know, got to see how quickly the, the world was changing in terms of how our content was being distributed, how our content was being marketed, how consumers were engaging with our content, and really just got really in, in, in you know, excited and interested in and what where the world was going and how fast-paced that, that rate of change was. Um, and so then I had an opportunity to move to San Francisco and work at Singularity University to lead up media and marketing. Um, and I did that in 2015. And um, Singularity University is founded by Peter Diamandis and Ray Kurzweil, who are two amazing visionaries in the world of technology and entrepreneurship and invention and, you know, just um, bring together some amazing people to train leaders on the future of technology. Um, And so it was a really great experience for me. got to, you know, basically feel like I was in a two-year boot camp um, living in San Francisco and Silicon Valley of of all things emerging technology from virtual reality to augmented reality to artificial intelligence to cryptocurrency, biotech, and, and, and beyond. Um, and I just, just recently moved down to Los Angeles, and I'm now working as a, I'm now independent and working as an advisor and a producer and, you know, having, having a great time and, and getting, getting to work on um, television projects and AR projects and VR projects and just really, really excited to be at this, this intersection of, of many, many exciting things. Now, do you find as an independent that you are constantly educating all of the different clients that you have? So if someone brings you on to a, a project, um, you know, like whatever the kind of work you're doing for any of the networks or studios or brands, and you have to do a lot of teaching, um, or has that changed and has it gotten sort of easier to jump right into things with these guys? Well, this is this is really my first time being independent. So I don't know how it was before. Or how you know, I've always my my background is always having worked with at mainly really really large companies, um, and leading leading teams and you know, leading towards launches. Um, and then you know, recently working at, at, in a more entrepreneurial environment. Um, so I would I don't know that it, that specifically a change. I think you know whenever you're working around emerging technologies. So even when I was 
at NBCU and working on some of the first, you know, SEO. I was leading our marketing for Telemundo, so, you know, we're working on some of the first SEO or SEM or social media uh, plans and that we had, you know, while, this is, you know, obviously a while back now. You know, it was, it was, it was about training, you know, whether it was colleagues or other business units or other senior executives or talent, and that was always a big part of a part of the job. So I think anytime that you're working on emerging technology, that it, you know, bringing people up that learning curve is going to be a, a huge part of what you do. Yeah, I mean, so for so many years, I feel like all I ever did was teach, but is the type of information that you're educating them on changing? Like, is there a base knowledge now that everyone moves forward on? Or are you, or is it still like really? You have to set 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 the record on everything. I think it really depends on who's the audience. So, for example, I'm doing a lot of work in virtual reality, augmented reality. So there's certain environments and certain um, you know, conferences. And you and I were both at a VR on the lot or recently. In certain certain environments, you have an audience that you know, is very, very deep. People may have been working on this for years. Some people have been um, jumping in more recently. And then another, you know, audience is where I go and speak, say, at a CMO conference. People, um, you know, on average, the, it's not something that they're, test, you know, doing day in, day out. And so the, the knowledge level at that conference or um, in that environment will be much more mixed. And same thing, same thing with different brands and groups that I speak with. Some people have, uh, you know, I think I think the main thing is that since this is an emerging technology and new, um, it also is changing so fast all the time. So even if you, um, you know, there's many people who are working it day in day out, you know, taking a step out for a second and look at all the looking at all the constantly changing big announcements that are coming out of big companies that are coming out of small companies. It takes a lot to, to stay abreast of all those different changes, and so I think there is because because it's so the rate of change is so fast that it's you know that's kind of where people are looking to to see well, you know what uh, what you know what else, what are we bringing into the company and what can we what can we learn from it and you know constantly looking for people um, who have that level of expertise. And why is um, and I kind of ask this to everybody, but why is VR? So, like, why do we keep bumping our head into VR? Like, what is it about VR that, you know, is rocking the world so hard? When you say bumping our head into it, you mean that in a positive, or do you mean that in a, do you mean, (laughs) why are we, we, why does it keep coming and and we keep, like, looking at it and, you know, figuring out, or do you mean that in a, you know, downside way? I mean, in a a positive way. I I mean just Mm -hmm. that it seems like, like in the last, just for instance, in the last seven months on this show alone, anyone that I've had on the show, whether they're a media person, a tech person, a content person, you know, even someone who's working in kids technology, we end up, you know, with the conversation centered around VR and AR. And, um, you know, I'm familiar with cycles, but I'm just wondering, like, why do we keep ending up here? That's a that's a great question, and it's, it's really great also to hear that everyone hears the conversation that way. I think there are a number of things. So, if you if you look to you know, many of the great tech leaders, so um, you know, or the great tech thinkers, or people who are really charting some of the, the course for some of the bigger companies and some of the, the visionaries who've often been right about which direction the the world is going to vis-a-vis tech, from you know a Ray Kurzweil to a Mark Zuckerberg to a Tim Cook. They're all saying this is the next wave of computing. So this is the next computing platform. So if you think about that, and what does that what does that mean? Right now we're in the mobile computing platform or smart, you know, the smartphone era. Before we were in desktop, you know, and, and you can go all the way back to say, if you remember, um, since we both the, you know, since we both love, love media and come from that world, if you think about the film Hidden Figures, and that was, you know, one of the first waves of computing, right? You know, computing moved from being people to, you know, having a computer, um, and so each wave brings on. You know, a, lot, a ton of change, and, and you know, I've seen charts that show that each wave also 10x's itself. So, if you think about how big and how impactful the mobile wave has been, which is what we're in right now, and then thinking about that 10xing, that's just huge. So, a lot of the great thinkers and, and visionaries um, in this area are pointing to, you know, in some point in the next 
call it 5, 10, 15, you know, specifically exactly when is kind of unclear. As, um, but, you know, within that next era, we'll, we'll, we will have moved out of the smartphone era and we'll move into an era um, where augmented reality and virtual reality are the way that we interact with, you know, or the computing interface that we use. Right, so it's 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 just another sort of we're we're just kind of moving forward. This is the next iteration of content, and so it's not that everyone's writing some hype cycle. It just literally is a fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I think about you know, in two thousand, I first worked on like creating mobile content for a big company, um, and the project actually did not go forward. But you know, we worked really hard on creating what what, what the use case was and you know it was it was hardware and software and we ended up not doing it and there were a variety of reasons that we didn't and it was you know based both on technology as well as you know some sort of consumer insights so that you know that's that's 2000 that's that's a long time ago right um and then <laughs> and then you think about you know, I, you know then there were all these mobile conferences that we went to and then we started um you know a lot of a lot of our advertising started moving to mobile. Um, I worked with the Hispanic marketplace, and so the Hispanic Hispanic consumer tends to over-index in all things technology and actually leapfrogged the, la- the, la- you know, the desktop phase. So we went to mobile relatively early. Um, but, you know, as recently as, I don't know, CES in January, I was listening to, you know, listening to somebody speak from a really, really huge company still saying things like, oh, this is the year of, mo-, you know, this is the year that mobile is going to take or some, some crazy thing like that where, as a, you know, it, look, you know, so it, some of these things um, just, it take, you know, and mobile has got, is, is you know, people are so huge and, you know, there's three billion uh, you know, phones out there. There's, you know, if you look at most people walking around or uh, in the supermarket, or unfortunately even driving, they're all staring at their phones, right? Right. Um, instead of, instead but of if you think down. about, you know, there, it was it obviously grew really fast, but at the same time, there was a point where it probably was feeling like it wasn't growing fast enough. Um, and so I think with AR and VR, we have what excites me is that there's these huge, huge companies pouring billions of resources, both in terms of just money as well as human capital, into advancing advancing the this area, as well as you have all these startups with you know you know brilliant, brilliant engineers, and you know we have people coming from engineering, we have people coming from everything from immersive theater to TV to film, all really excited about this innovative way, new way of of telling stories. And, you know, there's, it makes me think about um, a TED Talk that Elon Musk did where he said, you know, people think that um, advancements in technology just happen. And he said, that's not true. What actually happens is that people work really, really hard, and that's why things advance. And so when I think about, you know, if you think about some of these um, great charts, oh, wait, like tip uh, Hold on, Joanna. Um, we have to take a break, but um, k- keep that thought. I'm going to bring it back up to you. And when we come back, we are talking to the fabulous Joanna Popper, who is an expert sitting at the swirl of media, tech, and content, and just giving us the uh, overview on, you know, how these uh, hype cycles work and the, the reality around um, how content moves forward. So we're going to be back digging more into Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> and other great, um, great uh, strategies and insights around the future of tech. We'll be back in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back. We're talking to the fabulous Joanna Popper, who is a strategist, consultant, and all-around smarty pants around media, tech, and content. And uh, we're just we were just talking all about why VR and AR are so big right now. What's happening with mobile? What is that sort of curve of how we all move forward in the development of these platforms? And uh, you were just bringing up a point about Elon Musk, and certainly everybody lo- loves to hear about him because um, he's almost like a cult figure in himself. So, what was the point that you were making? So, what I was saying was, I was that Elon Musk had said a TED talk he did this year that people think that technology just advances. And, you know, certainly we have Moore's Law and we have lots of different way, things to point to that you know, um, is, is about how, you know, how technology advances. One thing that he said that I thought was super interesting is that, you know, people think technology just advances, but it doesn't just advance. He said people work really, really, really hard to make it advance. And I thought that was a fascinating point, and I thought it was super relevant for virtual reality and augmented reality and immersive computing. So if I stop and think about, you know, who are the companies that are working in the space? What types of assets and resources are they putting to it? What types of time? What types of money? Who are the, you know, who are the people from their teams that they're, that are working on these projects? It's very impressive. You know, so if you think about, I don't know if you, if you, um, if you know, Tipitat, um, from the VR fund, you probably maybe had him on the show. He and his team have a great PowerPoint that shows, you know, all of the companies and the layout of the VR space and then the AR space. And if you look at those charts, it's huge companies with huge resources like Facebook and Oculus and Google and Sony and Microsoft and HTC and, you know, just really, you know, companies with huge, huge resources. I'm sure I'm forgetting some that I should be saying, but you know, those, those, some of the really huge ones like that. And then you, you know, magically. And then you have lots and lots and lots of startups that are all each attacking different, you know, different uh, aspects of, of moving the immersive computing world forward. So whether it's somebody who's really fine-tuning content or somebody who, a team that's really perfect, you know, working really hard and, and on eye gaze or light fields or, you know, there's, you know, or, you know, figuring out um, different, different aspects to, to the, you know, the hardware and user interface. There's just so many, so many different um, players and, people with amazing skill sets really, really working in this field. And every day I feel like there's another exciting announcement of something else that happened that's going to help move it, move it forward. Well, and I love also that you have a, a unique perspective on this, which is not true of a lot of people that I speak to, which is that you were based for a long time in Silicon Valley. And so you have that sort of exposure and background to the technology, engineering, startup mentality, which is very different from Los Angeles, which is more on the content tech side. And you've now moved here. And so are you combining these two worlds now? Are you taking sort of your Silicon Valley perspective and bringing it to Hollywood and networks and studios? Because that's something that that formula hasn't really quite been figured out yet. Yeah, I think it's something that we're... That- that everyone is, is you know, simultaneously working on. I think if you stop and look at um, companies like Facebook and YouTube and Apple, they're moving deeper and deeper into the content world, hiring some, some great teams to create to create content. Um, you know, moving away from use, uh, use only or solely user generated or developer generated, 
And then you have all the uh, more traditional, you know, what, what's been part of the more traditional studio ecosystem, um, who are who are looking at you know some of the, the success of companies that were kind of came out of technology like Netflix, like Amazon, like a Hulu. You know the success they've had both in terms of content with their you know deep investments and, and really working with some of the um, you know some of the the, the best talent. Um, and you know, combining that with all of their data, data first, and, and deeper understanding and deeper connect, you know, direct to consumer connection. So I think you have it's a really, really interesting moment where you have all different sides of the ecosystem, in a way, moving toward, moving a little bit closer to each other. And so it's been it's, it's been really fascinating to, to to see that and to you know continue to look at where where the ecosystem's going and you know where the most exciting content plus technology will come together. And I think VR and AR is a really interesting interesting case study for that. And um, and so you and you have you know a lot of the studios starting to put investments in some of the VR and AR companies. Um, and just just it's a pretty exciting time. One of the one of the projects that I worked on when I was in San Francisco and up in Silicon Valley was, um, was able to uh, help bridge between Singularity University, where I was working at the time, and NBC, where I had worked previously, and, cre- and help create a TV show partnership between the two of them for an exciting show on science, tech, and innovation. And you know, this, is, this has been publicly announced. Um, we announced it back in April, but it's a show where we'll have Chris Hardwick as a host and executive producer, and we also have uh, Mark Burnett is on as executive producer, just a really great team that's going to cr- uh, create a show on science, tech, and innovation for, uh, you know, that will go into living rooms and hearts and minds around around the world. So super, super excited about that. So watch out for that. Just a, a great team bringing that show together. Well, I have a couple of questions on that one. So first of all, can you just share with everyone what Singularity University is? Because it's just a really interesting entity in itself. Sure. So um, Singularity University is a, a, a place that trains leaders on the future of technology and helps prepare them you know, for, for the, the, the future um, and, and ideally you know, helps them take on um, you know, take on tech, also with an element of technology for good. So hopefully that people get inspired and, and start looking at the world with a, in a more abundant way. Um, Peter Diamandis has a great book called Abundance, and Ray Kurzweil has written a number of many great books as well. So in terms, it's basically a place for, for leaders who want to come and really understand better where the the future of technology is going and see how they can use that either in their own business or to create a new business. So that, that's, it's for entrepreneurs, way of- for academics, for NGOs, for, um, for governments, for corporations. Um, an interesting place. It was a great place to, 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 ha- to, have, to have worked and you know, I'm still, still consulting with them on the TV show. So I was going to say, um, you know, that's such a big uh, challenge right now for large corporations to figure out how to innovate. And so, you know, going to a place like Singularity to literally get trained on how to create innovation programs is is so important right now because there's been so many trials of trying to have an innovation program at these large brands and they get disrupted completely out of their category because they just didn't move fast. So, so they need to go to places like Singularity to, to, to help guide them. Now, are you finding that media executives then um, and, and content executives and storytellers have to become technologists? That's an interesting question. I think everyone has to become a technologist, <laughs> and I think in there was there was a period of time um, when I was working at NBCU, and you know there was a say a digital department or a digital media team, and they basically o- owned all things digital for the entire company. And then at some point, we all realized it didn't really work to have just one team be digitally savvy. And that type of mentality started spreading throughout the company. And I think it's, there's probably some similarities or parallels you could draw with other parts of technology. 
Yeah, I love that. Now, we're going to be back again in a moment, but, but before, before we go, because I want to talk to you about how does someone like you, because you're consulting with and telling content creators and other people what to think about, um, you know, so it'll be good to hear from you, you know, how you keep up in all of this. Um, but do you, are you someone that as a, a consultant and a technologist, are you actually in there shooting the VR yourself because I have so many colleagues who are digging into um, digging into VR and, and they're learning about the cameras and they're sitting down at the at the computer and sewing sewing the images together and they never were the hands-on folks before but for some reason this world has has uh, sort of either forced it or they're into it you know so is it is it different now like are, are is everyone going to be hands-on I think that there's some reasons that people have been become more hands-on. I, mean, I think that, uh, you know, if you think about YouTube and social media probably is what, the, the, in, you know, the, the more prosumer cameras and the ability to, to be able to do more in, in, in a different way, I think is what kind of started to drive that um, VR is obviously not exactly is not the same as you know creating a YouTube channel, um, but I think that's kind of where some of some of that started. You know, instead of having to get a big crew and and and, and all of that, you were able to actually take a camera and start becoming a you know, becoming a broadcaster in a way, right? Through through YouTube and and Facebook and some Snapchat and Instagram. Um, VR is, is, is different, but I think what because it's so new for everybody. That, you know, if you say you were going to come into filmmaking or TV, you know, it, I think it's more, a little bit more, silo is not the right word, but, um, you know, it's a little bit more that people have their different roles. Whereas I think in, when, when a technology is new, there's more place and more space for people who just become really passionate about it to come in and, and learn. And I think that that's probably why you're seeing more people who maybe, you know, weren't in the nitty-gritty of some stuff in, in, in their other fields coming in and learning easy or, you know, experimenting with their 360 cameras and, and trying, to, you know, trying to see what they can make with it. So I, I think it's, there's, there's a number of reasons that, that, um, that cause that. It's just, a, it's just the weirdest thing because I just, I've seen this change um, in people that, um we're never hands-on, so I, f- I find it fascinating. All right, well, we're going to be back in a moment with the fabulous Joanna Popper, who is all things media, tech, and content, sitting in the throes of that sort of spance between Silicon Valley and Hollywood. And we're going to talk a little bit about my- where does Joanne go to keep up with everything? What are you reading? What are you doing? Where are you speaking? You know, stuff like that, so that we can um, get as smart as you, because it's not fair for you to be the only smart person <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. There are a lot of smart on. people out there. There are many, many, <laughs> many, many, many smart people. So, seven billion of us on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
Okay, and we are back with the fabulous Joanna Popper, whose name I keep botching, and I told her that it is uh, part of the Tech Cat initiation, I think, the hazing to get to get your name wrong. Um, <laughs> but we, I wanted to dig in a little bit to, you know, because you are um, making a living advising other people. How, you know, what are you doing to keep up with things? What are you reading and what are you going to? What do you, what do you find the most sort of informative? Oh, there's, there's so many great things right now. I think you know, if you're specifically talking about the world of virtual reality and augmented reality, there, you know, there's tons of great places to get, to get information and content. So I think, you know, if you think about the last, just in the last few weeks, there's Oculus Connect or OC4, there was, you know, Samsung Developers Conference, and, you know, even most people don't have time or, or time, money, availability to go to all these different things. But what's great is that most of these are now, you, know, you can just hop online and, and watch the live stream, whether it be for Mark Zuckerberg or, or, or somebody else. So um, that's really great. And then if you want to, you know, try to, you know, there was Digital Hollywood the last few weeks, there was On the Lot. And, you know, again, a lot of the stuff you can find online. Now, if you want to find, there's, there's, um, Road to VR, there's VR Scout, there's a lot of great publications that you can follow on Twitter or in other uh, social media, and then they also put out daily briefs of what are the most exciting things that happen or most interesting uh, announcements that came out. They kind of you know, do a good job of putting it all together. For podcasts, Kent Bai is great and Malia Mo- Post, she's great. She actually has two, one or VR Scout and then one is the Real Virtual Show. I like to drive around L.A. listening to the two of them, so... I think they both know they accompany me around LA, but I'm not going to talk about them. Um, <laughs> and they're just, they're, I think those are um, some great ones. They're specific about uh, VR and AR. And then there's um, a lot of great Facebook groups and meetups that you can go to. I think Women in VR AR, and there's a, um, there's, there's, uh, you know, has some great information both about, you know, interesting things that are happening as well as jobs, as well as, um, uh, you know, uh, speaking gigs and submissions. So it, it kind of really depends if you're, you know, what, what you're specifically looking for. I have a bunch of different talks that I've done and happy to send to anyone who, who reaches out to me. Happy to share. Well, do you also, um, so besides AR and VR, which obviously is huge in its own oh, right. One more thing, you... I just want to add, I want, I want to add one more thing to that. And I think yeah, the please. other really important thing is to experience a lot of the content. So if you have your own, um, if you have your own headset, you can certainly do that. If you, can, if you don't have your own headset yet, you can certainly go to, there, there's lots of interesting location-based plays. Um, which are, you know, or some, some, some of them more like VR arcades. I don't know where, what, what cities the majority of your listeners are in, but there are places like The Void and the Nomadic and Dreamscape that are open and are opening, 2-Bit Circus, um, that have these really amazing, uh, zero latency, that have these really amazing haptic experiences where you're, uh, you get, you know, you get to jump in and become a character and interact and just super, super fun. It will definitely have you see where location-based uh, VR is going and, and some of the exciting content. And then there's places like IMAX and VR World and VR Junkies and um, Control V that have that, that have uh, popped up arcades and, you know, across, across the country and in other parts of the world as well, where you can go in and, and do a whole bunch of different content experiences and, and try it out and, and you know, see, see, see what all the fuss is and why people are so excited about this medium. I, I love the location-based uh, VR solutions because I think it'll yeah. also re-engage um, theaters and malls and you know exactly. uh, phys- physical locations and yeah. China, China. And then on the augmented reality side, you know, if you have a, you have um, the iOS 11 update came out, so if you have your, uh, you don't actually even need one of the the newest phones. I guess. Um, but if you know if you have if you've already gotten eight, you're going to get the the ten X or, but even with the seven and some others, you can you can um, you can experiment with augmented reality. You know, I was able to make my hair purple with a fun app called Modiface, and, and there's lots of uh, other great stuff. And then of course, just even a Snapchat has you know or po- you know Pokemon Go clearly have sort of 
I don't know. You can refer, people sometimes refer to it as like light AR or light augmented reality, but that's definitely a way that many of us, rainbow vomit was the way that many, many of us first got to experience augmented reality. <laughs> I've never heard it actually called rainbow vomit, but I love that. And, and that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's another name. Sorry, Snapchat. Sorry, Snap if I butchered your official name for rainbow vomit, but that's what I call it. <laughs> Well, when you um, think about other other trends as well, are you solely focused now on AR and VR, or are you still paying attention to other content trends? So you're looking at AI and voice activation, and um, you know all the different things that are coming down the pike on that that side, or any of the new trends um, that might impact a consumer's life, um, or is it so overwhelming now, or not overwhelming, but is there so much going on? in the AR, VR sort of area that you just have to sort of stay really deep in that? I'm definitely looking at other trends. I think blockchain is a huge one that um, people are looking at more and more and more, and um, there's a lot of really interesting things in in, in that area. Um, I, I mean, I think from... The, the, from, you know, coming from the, the world of marketing and the world of content, it's not it's not about technology for technology's sake. It's It's really about what... You know, what is the story? What's the best way to tell the story? You know, who, who's the audience going to hear the story and wants to hear the story or needs to hear the story? Um, and then, you know, what are the technological innovations that are going to help advance that? So it's not, um, that, that's more of how I, I look at it. Um, I think also um, for for me, I'm so busy just understanding the trends and the flow of the trends that I don't have time to go really deep into anything. So it's good to to have people like yourself who are inside of it to, to be able to call on when, when people need, you know, to understand how something works. Now, do you think just, um, just again, stepping outside of this, do you think that storytelling um, is going to really change because of VR and AR and ultimately mixed reality? Will, will it completely change the game? Or is it just another tool in the toolkit uh, of the storyteller? It's, that's a really interesting question. I think that if you think about it, as mo, you know, from mo, like if you compare it to, if you, if you go back to kind of what we talked about earlier around the next wave of computing, and then you think, okay, mobile was a wave of computing. So did mobile completely change the way we tell stories? It did for all the content creators who are working and telling stories on places like Snapchat um, and probably, you know, the, the elements of YouTube that are being watched on mobile and Instagram and, you know, places that are certainly mobile first. Um, we still have, we still do have books. We still do have newspapers. We still do have TV. We still have movies. Um, and so in some ways, you know, uh, it, it, there was a huge impact and some content creators are being hugely impacted in other ways content creators and their teams, marketing, promotional, and PR arms, are accessing and, and using and seeing how they can utilize some of these other mediums for, for promotional value to bring people back to, to other formats. It's, it's such a, um, it is really an exciting time for, for a storyteller. And again, I keep thinking about some of my colleagues and you know, they they seem to have dropped everything else that they're interested in, and um, just are jumping deep in, into the into the VR world. Now, are people making a living right now in VR and AR? I mean, is there money to be made, or is it right now just investment, investment, investment? And certainly, people are are making a living. I mean, people are employed by by companies, and people are employed by startups. Um, and then there's you know a lot of there's you know different revenue model or different uh, business models. Some are you know, more being funded by VC. Um, some are being funded by brands. Some are uh, you know kind of bootstrapping. So there there, there are certainly it, you know there's certainly people making money. I think that just there's, there's certainly in terms of the monetization the overall monetization strategy for. This world is, is something that's still in its infancy and still being figured out. Uh, I think um, there's so many people I know um, whose titles have now changed also to like, um, you know, immersive reality 
producer or you know VR AR consultant or whatever when before they mm-hmm. they were that title but they didn't have those two letters in front of their names you know what I mean right um, yeah do you, do, you, I mean, do you think go ahead it's an interesting thing I mean I think yeah it's I think that it's it's an area that people are really really excited about I also I, I also think that there's some element of you know the whole industry is in some level of upheaval and disruption in terms of mainly where, you know, being driven somewhat by, you know, how consumers are interacting with media and then where that shareholder stock value is going, right? Um, but so I think, you know, there, there's certainly, you know, certainly are people, you know, just wanting to make sure that they didn't miss the next Netflix or the next Snapchat or, um, depending on how you, how you look at that, um, and so wanting to jump in on, 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 on this on earlier. All right. Well, we're going to be back in uh, f- for our final segment, and um, we're going to find out how we can uh, stalk Joanna Popper and uh, keep up with all the great things <laughs> that she's me. up to. Just like a nice, <laughs> nice, you know, nice digital interaction. <laughs> Stalking sounds a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. All right, and we are back with the fabulous Joanna Popper, and we have been digging deep into VR, AR, and the bridge between Silicon Valley and Hollywood. And, you know, just what's happening in the space, it's so living and so crazy, and uh, things are changing um, really fast. And I, and I loved what you what you said before about how people, if they have the new iPhone, they can just dig into some of this stuff so they really understand what what other people are going to be doing and what kind of content is going to be created for this device that we have, we have in our hand. So where can we find out about what you're up to? Because you're, you're in the know, where, where are you going to put yourself? Where are you speaking and heading out towards? Sure. And just, just to add, you actually don't necessarily need the new iPhone. You can just update your iOS 11 and you can already download a lot of the apps, not all, but a lot of them. Um, so in, let's see, I've been, this week, I'll be speaking at the Greenlight uh, VR Strategy Conference, um, actually tomorrow, on Thursday. That will be in San Francisco. And then I, will, I was supposed to be at Harvest Summit. Unfortunately, we got, we got um, postponed due to, uh, sadly, the fires that happened in Sonoma. And so I won't be able to make it to their new date, but that is a great conference. So, so definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, I was supposed to lead a, a talk on uh, the future of VR. And then I'll be actually going to Denmark for um, Jay Bow Our House 17. So if you if you have some listeners that are in Europe, please come come to that in Denmark. And then I'm like, uh, I have something in Ireland also that's uh, being sponsored by Enterprise Ireland. And then I'll be at Ivanta in LA. They're doing a new uh, um, CMO summit in December. And then I think I'm booking a couple things in January around around sports. Um, and just did a couple of other recent ones around sports. So, lots of exciting things that are that are coming, and I'll be and I'll be at CES, of course. I mean, do you think CES is relevant for someone who's digging into VR and AR, or is it more just overall relevant relevant for anyone who's 
doing anything in the content and media space like that that show and i and i know that show up well obviously because i give tours but is it is it about you know uh, as much focused on that as it should be do you think they're lagging behind or do you think they're right where they should be i think that you know to your first question is it relevant for people who are really excited about vr and ar then absolutely um it, it, you know there's just like always it's a there's a lot you know between there's that there's Sundance there's, there's South by there's a ton of very very specific AR and VR events so it just comes down to you know making making it all work in your in your schedule and everyone's very busy schedules but I think you know all all of them are very relevant there's really interesting people to meet interesting things to see and lots to learn always that's I mean I think that's the most important thing you know I think you referred to me earlier as an expert but you know it's just it's a very very new you know it's a new field there's uh, I, I, you know, there's something great to learn every single day. So it's hard. hard uh, that that's more of how I look. I think any, any of us, even if we're digging deep in and you know, uh, spending a lot of time, or everyone is, you know, still still learning and still growing, which is a great way to go about life. <laughs> that was beautifully said. And where, where, what are your social media tags? Where can we find you and read up on what you're doing? Uh, so the best places to find me are LinkedIn. Joanna Popper, J-O-A-N-N-A, uh, Popper, P-O-P-P-E-R, and then Twitter, I'm also Joanna Popper, and you can find me on Instagram, also at Joanna Popper. Those are probably the best, best places to find me on social media. And are you doing a lot of publishing? Like, is it necessary for a thought leader such as yourself to do a lot of writing and publishing on the social media platform? So not only do you continue to establish yourself, but... You know, also so people know about, you know, you've got the goods, basically. I would say I'm doing a lot of short posts on the exciting experiences that I'm that I'm going through and, you know, posting some videos, a lot of pictures so that people can, can come on the journey with me. <laughs> I love that. Let take us with you, <laughs> and it's, it sounds like you're. I think you might want to go on the journey with you too, which is why they're all listening to your podcast. So <laughs> very, very exciting. Well, and it sounds like you're you're spending a lot of time in Europe and traveling. Is is Europe? And we we know we've often talked on the show about the role that China is playing in AR and VR. But is is Europe? Is it really important to get to Europe regularly now with globalization and everything sort of happening all together everywhere at the same time? Um, so you're you're finding yourself at a lot of shows in those countries, or are you going to those shows because you're a, an expert from the states and they need to hear from you? I am going to places that people are so lovely to invite me to. So anyone who's listening who would like to invite me, I'm open to your invitations. <laughs> and are most of these shows, you know, covering costs and things like that? Because there was a trend for a long time where you had to get yourself um, two shows on your own. And, and now it seems like because everyone's so hungry for good information that they're flying everyone everywhere. But, you know, like I hope you're flying business class because I, I cannot mentally handle a coach anywhere anymore. <laughs> I've become like a serious a serious princess. Good to know that you're a serious princess. I love that. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, places that are really interested in having you come will, will you know, find a way to get you there. <laughs> they will. They will make sure that you that you um, that you show up. Um, whoops! And uh, sorry, my cat was trying to star in the show, so she just uh, jumped up Aww. and hit my, well, hit my mic. Tech cat, right? hit, my mic. <laughs> hit my mic pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if tech so, cat is half the name, then yeah, you know, your cat thinks that she should be the tech cat too. The tech cat's tech cat. <laughs> exactly. Do you do you also think? Um, do you predict that there'll be you know, any big announcements from any one of the big media companies coming up in this space? You know, is there anything that we can look forward to that y- you might know about or any speculations you can make? I think that there are really exciting announcements in this space practically on a, on a weekly basis. So I think we can, the, the thing that we can most count on is, is change in the future and, you know, continued growth and continued attention and, Really exciting technological breakthroughs, really exciting content to come, and, you know, just a lot more fun. I mean, one of the, you know, last bits of news that I keep hearing about um, is that the, you know, the headsets, the HMDs are going to get really cheap 
um, and, and still be fairly powerful and that over the next six months, we're going to see a lot of um, $203 headsets, um, you know, that are not just iPhone or Samsung gear, you know, related, but that, but yeah. that are heavy, you know, processor oriented um, headsets. Mm-hmm. Do you think that will finally democratize VR in a way that it just hasn't been able to get to yet? I think that there's five things that are going to lead to the mass consumer adoption, and I think that's one of them. So one one of them is continued technological advancements, and I think we talked about that a lot. That there's you know all this great engineering talent working on all aspects of improving this. So that's one. Two is you know continued content and content getting better and better and better, and you know that, that sort of brand defining hit or killer app you know coming out so that people really feel like they need they need to jump in. Three, we already talked about the location based um, experiences, but I, but I think we both agree that's going to be a way that a lot of people have their first meaningful VR experience. You know, it's a lot easier to go buy a ticket and you know then to buy a headset and set up the whole you know whole room scale thing. So LBEs or location based entertainment is going to play a big role in driving massive consumer adoption. Four is social experiences. You know, I think we're social creatures by nature, social cats. Um, and, you know, we have everyone from Facebook spaces to Altspace to Sansar to High Fidelity creating, to big screen, uh, to creating social platforms where you get to do some of the fun things you like to do in life that, that you might be able to do with people that you're not together with. And I think, think there's going to be continued advancements in that that's going to help drive massive consumer adoption. And then five is just mobile. You know, like we talked about, there's three billion mobile platforms out there already. And so creating a better, better, better mobile experience for augmented reality and virtual reality such that it, it helps you know continue to drive consumer adoption. So I think there's... There's no like one one hit wonder or thing that's going to get us there. It's the combination of all of all of those moving forward. Fantastic. Well, dropping some fantastic insights uh, right at the end of the show. Um, Joanna Popper, who um, can be reached at on Twitter at, at Joanna Popper, and then you can find her on LinkedIn. And she's really sitting at the center of media, tech, and content, bridging. Uh, the worlds between Silicon Valley and Hollywood. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Tech Cat Show. I love an- another fellow broad in technology and especially one who has <laughs> such such a unique Are we calling perspective. Are broad still? Love that. Or, I'm not sure if I love that, but... <laughs> I'm a nice I'm to have another it. amazing woman in, te- in technology. So, like, yeah, <laughs> interesting time, interesting time. Oh, there's lo- so and there's so many amazing women out there doing great stuff and amazing men. So um, I think it's humans, a really exciting time. Great humans everywhere. Great humans. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, it's been the Tech Cat Show. We love having Joanna here. And we will. you'll be hearing from us next week with hope, hopefully another fabulous dude or broad um, here on the Tech Cat Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 